Welcome to All Time Greatness, or is this still my? I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. So we're back with our usual regular Monday routine. The first game that we're covering, or I should say, I'm covering, is Thursday night's matchup, which was. Oh, before I say anything, we have to say it first. Rest in peace to Demarius Thomas, DT88. Um, great Broncos player. He was one of the best wide receivers I've seen in recent memory. He was so good. He's a, He got his championship. You know the whole story about his mom and his grandma got arrested when he was 11. And then Obama got them permanently out of like prison. So rest in peace to him. But um, my first game is your Steelers versus Minnesota that took place on that Thursday night. Roethlisberger... He was 28 of 40 for 308 yards with three touchdowns and one interception. That To me, that sounds like prime Big Ben right there. Um, Najee had 20 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Chase Claypool had eight receptions for 93 yards. Deontay Johnson had 76 yards on five receptions. And James Washington had four receptions for 65 yards. Kirk Cousins, he threw 14 of 31, 216 yards two interceptions Dalvin Cook he he was back now he had 27 carries 205 yards and two touchdowns and the thing about Cook is he was playing this game 11 days after tearing his shoulder labrum and it looked it wasn't even affecting him he was just running all up and down the Steelers defense like the whole game KJ Osborne had three receptions 83 yards one touchdown Justin Jefferson had seven receptions 79 yards and one touchdown now I want to ask you about this because I'm seeing a lot of people hate on Chase Claypool because at one point in the game, the Steelers were down 29-0 going into the fourth quarter and they almost made the greatest regular season comeback of all time and lost by eight, um, lost by six points. But everyone's hating on Chase Claypool because on that last drive, which ended up being the last drive that they had, he got a first down and was celebrating instead of hustling back to the line so they could get the next playoff. And I'm seeing a lot of people, like, say this and that. Like, you guys got to get rid of him or, like, two and better and blah, blah, blah. But what do you think about that? Because that's your team and, like, your player and everything. Because I know you didn't watch I will. Um, well, I, I did a little bit. But, um, you know, like I, like you said first, though, you know, rest in peace. My prayers and condolences to DT's family. Um, Broncos legend. Uh, definitely has a case to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, sad to see this happen. He is just... Grew up watching him. Um, it's it's heartbreaking to... Um, you know, he was so young too. 33. Um, the t- his teammates that are, that are still playing, you know, that, that I understand how that can affect them. Um, you know, props to the Broncos for what they did yesterday to honor him. Too. I think what the Broncos did for honoring him with a lot of stuff is exactly what a player that either you know unfortunately passes away or retires should get. Um, you know, them taking the ball and um, Take, you know, taking the penalty. You know, that was that was something special. Um and, but also gotta give the Lions props. You know, they didn't they, they didn't have to be like, Yeah, we'll let we'll decline the penalty and help you guys out because they could have been like, nah, you know, it's football. Um it's a game we wanna win. 
but they understood, you know, sometimes football is more than a game. Um, yeah, they sprayed you the gotta, on the sideline. I'm pretty sure that's going to stay there forever. You got to, you got to, um, you know, football is just, it's, it's more than just a game recently. And, um, There's you know, saying football is family. It's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see, um, see because DT was, you know, he was, he was growing up watching him play was awesome. He's a great receiver, perfect receiver. Um, but it was, it's not what he did on the field that made him even more special is what he did off the field. Good human being. Um, people just rave about him as a person. Um, when he when he comes in a room, he lights it up. Um, and uh, and obviously, like you said, what he what he grown up with, you know, dealing with his parents and grandparents. Um, you know, that's not easy to go through. And um, you know, just it, once I found out the news, it, it kind of broke me a little bit um, because I just didn't want it to be real. I um, didn't believe it was real at first. I didn't want it to be real. Um, just it's, it goes back not saying, you know, his death is like Kobe's death, but it's just a wow. Like okay, like there's no way he did this he, really just happen. There's no way, but um, unfortunately, um, he died. He passed away. Um, and if from what I'm hearing, it possibly could have been seizures. That hits me even harder. Um, seizure that led to cardiac arrest. I have a. Um, family member that deals with seizures and um you know it just it those things can be dangerous um so it's just it, it's sad to see um we always think we have more time left than we do so um i think the the saying is actually true you know live every day as if it's your last day um have no regrets life um, is too short in an instant, it could be taken away from you. So, I give a lot of props to um, the Lions and Denver for yeah, what they did. Yeah, that was that was a great, great, great thing. Um, but now, back to um your game, the Steelers Vikings. Well, your team. Um, Claypool is he's a good player. I I have nothing. Him as a player, he has all the talent. He has a f- physical. He he has what it is in a receiver that you would like. The thing is, if I was the coach, I don't care if you have the talent or not. The one thing is that I ask you is if you have the mental maturity to understand the game and understand I'm about the team. Claybull has recently been shown it's not about the team. It's about him and only him. For him to be celebrating, um, one when you're down. Actually, let's go a step further. We two weeks ago or so, asking about music being played at practice. That's don't bring that up when you when you just got destroyed by the Bengals. Then you come up and say, um, you know, your lineman took the ball out of your hands, and you're blaming your lineman for the reason why you didn't get the ball snapped quicker which is a total lie that's on you because your lineman wouldn't be having to worry about grabbing you and rushing you to the line if you weren't celebrating if you're not celebrating you got a what good good chunk of yard gain but you shouldn't be celebrating because look at the scoreboard you're down you have no reason to celebrate if you're down you have no reason to be excited when you have zero timeouts. 
and zero it's time left on the clock. And he's also missing a block. He missed the block for Deontay Johnson, um, which could have helped him get into the end zone. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm benching him. You got to send a message. So he's not playing next game. I, 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 I'd, I'd send him a message. Listen, in football, it, I want guys that are all about the team. I don't want to have you be worrying about yourself because I dealt with that with Antonio Brown. For a little bit, he was all about the team. Near the end of his career with Pittsburgh, it was about him. I hate that. I hate those players that think it's about me, it's about my stats, when it's not. Because it's a team game. Football is the ultimate team game where you can't do it yourself. It's not like basketball where you have one legend and he can get you about 50 wins. In football, you need... 10 good guys in order to be effective. Plus yourself. Um, is Claypool is just, he's acting immature and we already saw this with Juju. And it's, and I understand Big Ben's not happy either, which is, you, it takes a little bit to get him upset. He has every right to be. He has every right to be, but it also takes a lot for him to get upset. Um, and it's just your bonehead decision. But the thing that pissed me off the most is the post game. I was already upset with him because of the celebrating, but the fact that you don't take responsibility when being asked a question of why are you celebrating and why what made you think you could um waste more clock and you blame it on your lineman. Trey Turner's all veteran, he knows the game, he's been in the league for a long time. He he's a veteran. He's not gonna just knock your ball out of your hands. He was trying to tell you, unfortunately, the ball was in the middle between them two, but he was trying to tell you, get your ass back in line. I want to <laughs> win. I, he's getting older. I want to win. I don't want to have you celebrating and make me lose game, aka now look at you. Now the Steelers are in a tough, tough um, scenario to make the playoffs because of the immaturity. This this should be something that should be taken care of immediately, and Claypool should be worried because if I'm the coach or I'm the GM, his time is very very. He's on thin ice. He's on thin because I'm I'm ready to just get rid of him. He's very he's he's because I'm pretty sure I can grab someone else that would do the job and do it better than what he's doing. You shouldn't be celebrating when you're down, especially you're down twenty nine to nothing. And you're in the midst of trying to make and a comeback. And you're trying to make a comeback. I can understand, yeah, you celebrate a little bit. But know when to celebrate and when not to celebrate. That was not the time to celebrate. Now it's not the time. When you're in the end zone, go right ahead. You deserve it. But when you just gain a three-yard gain... That gets you a first down. <laughs> congrats. It's three yards. What are you going to do with three yards? It's not like you You have no timeouts. You got nothing. So Claypool's really on thin ice with me. And I, I'm, not, I'm not happy. Um... But that's my take on and that if, game. And to me, if you are going to celebrate winning or not, make sure, you, like, if you're in this case where you don't have timeouts, you're out of bounds before you do it. That way you're not going to kill clock. I do want to say this. Any other quarterback that was on that, that was um, quarterbacking the Steelers on um, Thursday, they don't make that comeback. Don't they don't make so? that comeback. No. The veteran leadership and the Hall of Fame caliber mindset of Big Ben... 
is why they managed to come back. And when I started seeing them making a comeback, I was like, I'm not that shocked because it's Big Ben. Was I shocked a little bit because they were down 29 and nothing and they're starting to make a comeback? Yes, because I didn't think they were going to even make it closer. You just started doubting your team. But Big Ben... You got to remember, it's Big Ben. He's, it's ben he's, a first, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. He knows what it's going to take. The only person... Actually, two people... No, yeah. Mm, I do want to say this. Pat Farmuth should have caught that ball to tie the game, but he was we'll leave him covered, out of so it. He was triple covered, so it's um. But right now, really, besides James Washington, that the, the only guy that's really, like, playing, like, really high and, besides, like, is really focusing about the team Najee, more than himself Najee, is Najee Harris. And Roethlisberger, obviously. So, the three so but it's just it's sad to see Claypool um, ruining his team's chances. As a Steelers fan, as a Steelers fan I'm not happy with him. Um, but that's just me. But congrats to the Vikings. I've got to give Dalvin Cook credit. 200 yards coming back from a shoulder injury. Dalvin Cook is exceptional. And also got to give the Vikings credit. Kirk Cousins having a good season. He's having a slept on season because of the Vikings, like who they are mm-hmm. as a team. But it was so, also definitely a bounce back win for the Vikings after losing to the Lions. Even though you can't be mad. The Lions, they need to know. Um, what was it? This is why I always say, in my opinion, Dalvin Cook at least as of right now, will always be in the top five or should be in top five discussion for running backs in the league. He should yeah, be in top 100%. five. Because I said my top five in no particular order is Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry when healthy, and when healthy, Christian McCaffrey. But I'm taking him out and putting Jonathan Taylor in there. Mine is um, mine's obviously going to be in order. Henry, Chubb, Taylor, and then Cook. And then um, Dalvin. So those are my oh, You don't got top. Jones or? No. Um, but my game now is the 49ers Bengals. You know, reason why this was a big game that I'm covering is it had a lot of playoff impacts, implications, implications. Went down to OT. 49ers win. It was a huge win for the 49ers. It uh, keeps them in the playoff picture. Keeps them in, I think, the sixth or seventh spot. But um, Jimmy G played great. 27 of 41. 296 yards, two touchdowns. Pretty great game. George Kittle looked like his ba- he was back. Three, 13 receptions, 151 yards, and one touchdown. He was unstoppable. But now, let me get to the Bengals side. Because there's multiple concerns on me. I understand the Burrow, Chase, Higgins, that combination is going to be good for the next couple years. Going to be good. My thing is, I need more consistency from them. They lose, they win. They lose, they win. They're down, they come back. They down, they come back. It's a lot of inconsistency for me, and they have a tough remaining schedule that they're going to need to win a couple games in order to make the playoffs. You said they almost have to win out at this point. Almost. But if they if they wouldn't have to be in that situation if they won yesterday. Um, but Burrow did play pretty good. Um, tw- 25 of 34, 348 yards, two touchdowns. Hate but to like- cut you off, but because I didn't watch this game, I just want to say congrats to Chase on hitting 1,000 yards this mm-hmm. season. Chase had two touchdowns. Chase and Burrow, they're going to be good, along with T. Higgins, who had five receptions, 114 yards. The Bengals' offense is not the problem. It is the defense. The defense is their Achilles heel. 
I feel they got to get a little better on the defensive side of the ball. But I still I want to see them in playoffs because they could be a good playoff team. You still think they're going to take your division, potentially? Maybe, but like I said, I need more consistency in less turnovers because that's what's really killing them right now. But Zach Taylor, I got to give props to him. He's shown what a bounce-back coach he is because you look at it, his first year, no, his first two or first year with the Bengals was obviously a total dis, total destroying destruction. Yeah, he got put on a bad team. At that, that was that was horrendous. But now he turned them around. He got his quarterback. He got a couple pieces, and now look at them. Seven, they're seven and six. They're pretty good, um, and they're going to be good for the remaining few years. But like I said, the consistency. Defense and less turnovers is what's costing them. And I feel like if they can just fix it, they'll be all right. That loss helped Cleveland now. Because Cleveland mm-hmm. won yesterday against the Ravens by two, albeit Lamar got hurt. But. That is a, listen, I, I feel it's all going to come down to the final few games. These final few games impact everything in the AFC. Everything. Um, which I'm, I'm liking because, you know, every game in the NFL is huge. But, um, you know, I'm rooting, even though the Bengals are in my division, part of me is rooting for them because, you know, 16 years with um, Marvin um, Lewis as the head coach, made the playoffs a couple times, but never won a game. Um, I just want to see them finally break out of being terrible and then winning and then terrible to finally being we're not a meme or we're not this team where you could just be like, oh, it's the same old Bengals. Let's change the narrative. Let's change the culture. And that's I'm, I'm starting to like it because I don't want to have teams that are just terrible and never get better. I, I don't like that. I think it ruins the game. It ruins the sport. Last year it was root, root for Cleveland. And now and it's root for now Cincy. Now it's root for the other orange. But not Burrow and Chase. Listen, I might have, I, I bet I'm wrong for having them wanting them wanting them to choose Sewell, Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase. They're proving that they did. Good choice by them. You know, getting Chase is not a bad. Because I wonder what not team, bad. I wonder what team Chase would have went to if they didn't draft him, and even then, would he be putting up these type of numbers in his rookie? I year? don't know. Well, like I said, it goes back to them being in college together. They already have that chemistry. They have that chemistry where they don't need to worry about getting more reps with each other. They've had those reps. Um, and I think a lot of people slept on Jamar Chase because he missed his last season with college. He did. Because he wanted to get ready for the draft. COVID obviously happened. And he also had a small injury. So a lot of people were like, ah, we, we, haven't, we don't know what he's going to be. We don't know what he's looked like since he last played. The only person that knew what he was, was him. is Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow obviously will keep in touch with them and was obviously like, listen, if I can, I'll try and get you on the Bengals. Uh, but like I said, good pick by the Bengals. It's obviously showing up. And I think the two bright young wide receivers that are going to be in the top five wide receivers within a couple of years will be Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Those two guys are, their trajectory, their potential is so high. Um, so got to give them a shout out, but you have anything or do you want to go in my game next game or your, your next uh, game. I'll go in the next game. Let me just talk about, you know, Tom Brady for a second. The fucking goat, the fucking goat. 
Wow. You're not even going to give props to the Bills for that uh, No, good. You know, Bills made it a game after, you know, looking terrible. They were done by what? 24? But Josh Allen, you know, he had a, he had a much better game. Three, 36 of 54, 308, two touchdowns, one pick. He had 109 rushing yards for a touchdown. Yeah, for that Bucks running defense, they let him run up and down the field. But let me say this. What I saw yesterday, the Bills will be a first-round exit in the playoffs. They're, they're, they will be a first-round exit if they make it immediately. I don't think they will... No, it'll be a first-round exit. Unless they play a mediocre team in the first round. I, and I highly doubt that. Um, but Because I showed you, they have a pretty fairly easy schedule the remainder of the season. My you know, the de- Bills' defense got to get better. And this, and I'm starting. I'm hating um the Bills fans and Bills um Ma- Bills Mafia. And- Listen, just because you had one good season, does not make you being able to get calls you want. Does not give you the opportunity to be like, well, we should still be in the contention because we're the Bills. We had a great season last year. You had one good season, in what twenty years. And now look at you. You're looking like you're seeing old Buffalo Bills. I think you said this before. Now it's looking like last season was a fluke. All it took was one season for Bill Belichick to... Bill Belichick probably knew what he was doing. He probably was like, you can have this one season. Next year would be my year. We'll be back. And it just shows maybe the Bills aren't there. So you do think last season was a fluke? I'm starting to think it. Um, Let me say this. Tom Brady, though, obviously the GOAT, 31 of 46, 363 yards, two touchdowns, also had one rushing touchdown. He broke the completion record, so there's another record held by Tom Brady. He also threw his 700th touchdown. He might. Uh, never mind. That's that's going out for a huge take. Why were you going to say it? He might hit 1,000. What? Touchdowns, Tom Brady. If he can keep playing for a couple more years, he might hit a thousand touchdowns. He might. I think that's a drag. He's at seven hundred. Let's say he plays about five more seasons. He'll be forty nine if that happens. Or fifty. Yeah, I don't think he'll get it. Nah, just thinking about it more, I don't think he'll get it. It would be sick to see him get it. But I don't think he'll hit a thousand. Um Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 113, one touchdown. The Bills' run defense is terrible, as always. It's just showing they got to fix that. Um, Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 105 yards. But Mike Evans, most touchdowns in Bucks history as a wide receiver, he ha- he holds it now. Um, Does he have 1,000 yards yet? I don't, I don't think so. That's what he's known for. But... Evans now is the most scoring touchdown wide receiver in Bills. I mean, in Bucks history, good for him. The Bucks looked amazing, but I do want to say this. You know, obviously the Sunday was huge due to Demarius Thomas's passing. Looking at the walk off play by the Bucks, it was the exact same, an exact identical as Demarius Thomas Tim Tebow throw in the wild card game. It was. I w- I'll show you the play after. No, I saw the play. I just didn't know that that it was. If they have the two plays combined, and it's exactly the same play, same, same run, same 
catch at the same spot and the same run to the touchdown with just the same different field. Just a different field. It's identical. And you can't make that up. That That's just amazing. Um, but no, right now the Bucks are looking like they will possibly go back to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked if they do. But, you know, Sunday really had a huge, huge impact on some teams' playoffs. I think for the NFC, my three teams I have going to the Super Bowl potentially are Packers, Cardinals, and Bucks. And I'm more confident on the Cardinals and the Buccaneers just because as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, Packers always find a way to choke. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be one of the two of them. What is your last game? Um, last night's Sunday night game. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, it was his Packers playing vers- at home versus the visiting Chicago Bears. So... Um, Justin Fields, he threw 18 of 32, 200, I think 20, yeah, 224 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he also contributed with 74 yards running it. Um, what's his name? His receiver, Bird, he had two receptions for 76 yards. And Aaron Rodgers, he had, he threw 29 of 37, 341 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. That's prime Aaron Rodgers right there. 15 carry, he... A.J. Dillon had 15 carries, 71 yards. And then Devontae Adams... Devontae Adams and Lazard had themselves a day or night because Adams had 10 receptions for two touchdowns and 121 yards, and Lazard also had a touchdown with 75 yards on six catches. Packers... This game was wire to wire until the second half because Bears actually entered the half with the lead and... They were up 6-0 at the end of the first, and then they entered halftime. I think it was either 24-21 to or 27-21. to But then the Packers came out in the second half, and then they just did what they're known to do. And lo and behold, they ended up winning 45-30. to But, like, feel, I liked watching Fields in that game. Like, yeah, he threw two interceptions, but... He was he was taking what was there. He wasn't trying to force anything, and he was just if it wasn't there, he tried to run. I see personally for me, I like quarterbacks that try to make something out of nothing. I just hate when like there's nothing there, and rather than throwing it out of bounds, they throw it up the field and get an interception. But personally, sometimes I think quarterbacks should just take a sack and live to fight the other down. But I like the way Fields was doing it. Because he had 74 yards rushing. So he saw the big gaps and he was taking them. And I think Rodgers, they just, this is just further showing that he owns Chicago, like after this game. And Aaron Jones, he only had 35 yards. They held him in check. But like, he has all these other people to throw to. Like, that team is just good. Their defense is good. But Bears kept it close, though. And then in the end, it just took over because there was also one drive. It literally took 48 seconds for Rodgers to get them up Mm -hmm. the field and score a touchdown. So that goes to show Rodgers is, in my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And that's really just my take on that game. Yeah, no. um, There's two. Obviously, the goal is Tom Brady. But the most talented and the best quarterback I've ever seen Talent-wise, is Aaron Rodgers. Um, just, I'm not shocked by anything the Packers did yesterday. That's just the same old Packers. But I will give credit to where credit's due. Justin Fields' toughness. 
Um, he fought the whole game. Um, but you know it's hard to beat Aaron Rodgers, especially at home. Especially at home, but um, I do think they might have to move off of Nagy. Um, just as you know. Speaking of Nagy, I'm seeing a lot of people say who has to go first, him or Zimmer from the Minnesota. I think Vikings. Nagy, but um, you know I do credit Justin Fields. He's getting better each week. And I love his toughness, but I'm not shocked the Bears lost. It's Aaron Rodgers, you know. It's it's you're, it's hard to beat Aaron Rodgers because he's just too good. On any given day, but when you're playing him and he's at home. Mm-hmm. At least in this case, we can't say Chicago lost because they're not used to the weather inclements. They're used to those weather inclements. Mm-hmm. It's just as cold down there as well. Exactly. As it is in Green Bay. But, um... Do you want to talk about tonight's game? We could preview it, but you go first. All right, so Cardinals, Rams tonight. In Arizona. Obviously, the Cardinals destroyed them last game. Um, Last time they played each other. I got the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals win. Um, you think it's a close game or another blowout? I think it'll be close. Um, Who would you take right now in this very moment? Kyler or Stafford? Kyler. Yeah, I agree. I would take Kyler. I'm not even saying that just because of, like, how he's a top-five MVP candidate right now and the fact that they have the best record in the league and stuff. It's just when you look at the stuff he's doing so young in his career when he's basically like Drew Brees where he's on the shorter side for a quarterback and he's able to make all these throws and everything, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing to watch. Exactly. I got the Cardinals um, winning by two possessions. Um and this loss will affect the Rams a lot. Um, but I just... Cardinals are right now, besides the Patriots, are the most complete team, I believe. Um, no issues, really. They've won without Kyler and D-Hop. Obviously, they're back, and they won with them. So it's it's going to be challenging. Think, do you think the Rams are like the Bills, where if they get into the playoffs, they'll be a first-round exit, too? No, I think the Cardinals... Their ceiling is the NFC Championship. Who? The Cardinals. No, I was saying the Rams. You think oh, the, Rams the Rams like the Bills where they're a one and done Maybe. They get in? Maybe. I yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. But um Yeah, what's your take? Um I mean it should be a good game. This is Odell's first I think this is gonna yeah, this should be Odell's first like matchup on the Rams where he's playing against a division rival because every other game they had already played before he got on the team. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do because, like, yeah, he has two touchdowns. He has a touchdown in each of the last two games because I I forgot if they played yesterday and who they played. No, they they played at night. That's stupid. But he had a touchdown in each of the last two games, and when he scored last week, he was doing some self-revive animation, basically trying to say that he's self-reviving, his like he's reviving his career over there. So I want to see what he can do and... I want to see how well the Rams' defense, since they're supposed to have a top-five defense, how well they're going to go up against Hopkins. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. I want to see how well they do against each other. Like, who? it's going to come down to who's the better team. And to be honest, I think Arizona is going to win in the long run. But like you said, I even though I also said it, it should be a close game, so I really, 
don't expect <laughs> I don't expect much from the Cardinals. I expect a little more from the Rams, I guess you could say, because of the fact that they had the rough stretch where they lost two games, so they had to ride their bye week with two losses on their high tails. Then they come out of the bye week, lose again, and then they have to go back home and play a bad team to get back in the winning column. So I feel like the Rams have more to lose in this game just because of the sense that they're, they've hit, they recently hit a rough patch in the road and the Cardinals have been red hot all season long. And clearly that loss that they suffered against the Packers, albeit that was barely a loss, that never derailed their momentum or anything. They just picked up right where they left off and they've been red hot all year. So I think Arizona is going to end up winning in the long run. So to me, the Rams have more to lose in this game. Cause the and also the Cardinals are gonna be in the playoffs and I think right now the Rams are in but if they lose one or two more games before the end of this year they're gonna have to I think at this point the Rams have to just win out or at least win three of their last four starting tonight to have a chance. To I'd have make them the win playoffs. out to give me more like make me feel more comfortable about them because they'll be, have the momentum. But right now, I'm not really... I'm very concerned for them. I am, too. And then everyone was saying... Because the way they looked at the beginning of the season, like, oh, this team might be a Super Bowl favorite. Then then they start looking bad the second that they get the acquisitions of Vaughn Miller and Odell. So right now, though, if they don't even make the playoffs, and that proves that getting the two of them was a bust. And, like, it wasn't a smart move. Because clearly, if you're getting these two people and you're not even able to make the playoffs, then what'd you do the moves for? You could have just kept Odell as a free agent, and Vaughn Miller, I guess, would have stayed in Denver or went elsewhere. So it's a failed experiment if they don't make the playoffs. And then if they do, people are saying it's Super Bowl or bust. But I, with the team and like the way they've been playing, I don't think they're if they get in the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think that either. But um, you know, that's really it for me, though. But Me as well. All right, we'll be back. I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. See you.